the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show on 101.9 Hi FM. You are welcome. It's a song from Moana. Thank you for choosing Hi Kids on Hi FM. My name is Jonathan Bricker and I'm 10 years old. And I'm your host for today. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. So today on Kharkis we'll be talking about bees with Carl, Carl Mayer. He is a pest controller. Stay tuned to 101.9 High FM. Get ready for a very interesting show on Kharkis today. You're listening to Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is Kids for Kids Barkits. My name is Jonathan Bricker and I'm your host for today. Good afternoon, Cole, and thank you for joining us on Kids High FM today. Afternoon, Jonathan. What does pest control do? Pest controllers or pest control. Okay, um, basically it's just trying to keep insects and vermin that under control so they don't spread diseases. That's the main thing. And harm wood, etc. So can certain animals like that are small... Can like make diseases even like ants? Could they make diseases? Ants don't really spread much. Um, cockroaches could carry certain parasites and also bugs and stuff with them. Um, just trying to think. Let's think about things that spread disease. Disease, yeah, it's, it's spread by malaria, like mosquitoes. So that's the sort of thing we look at trying to control. Yeah, but isn't it some people can get worse mosquito bites than others? Then why is that possible? Like how? Okay, that's a medical thing. What, what, pe- you know, some people do react worse to mosquito bites because it's just your um, immune system how it reacts to it. So it's, it's like bee stings as well. Some people react, other people don't. What creatures do you deal with the most? Oh, well, my, the main uh, creature, insect, is, is are bees. I specialize in bees and that. But I deal with all the others. I deal with ants and roaches and rats and mice and that sort of stuff. So, like, what would your favorite insect be? My favorite insect's a bee. I love bees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why you work with That's them. That's why I work with them, yeah. They're interesting, they're fascinating, and they just do so much good in the world. What kind of pest- pesticides or insecticides do you use and why? Okay, there's a whole host of those, you know, and insecticides and pesticides now are very sort of host-specific. Before, you know, there was DDT. They just dumped it down and wiped out everything. But now, with sort of the progress of chemistry and stuff like that and working out what what reacts with certain insects, you can put a pesticide down for one insect and another insect can touch it and won't even harm them. So it's great that way. What does DCD mean? DDT. Uh, (laughs) DDT DDT, um, has been used, it was used a a lot in the areas like the Karoo for controlling things like locusts. It's also used for malaria control. Um, it's been banned globally. They still do use it occasionally in high malaria areas um, because it, it doesn't break down, so it stays in in the environment for, for for hundreds of years. So it can become quite bad. Let's say a cockroach like doesn't move. Would you use like anything to like make it come to you? If a cockroach doesn't move, like a stick, bang, gone. <laughs> no, no. Um, I hear what you're saying, but you do get attractants. Yeah, that's that's quite an interesting thing. Is you get attractants you put down, and especially roaches. Um, you don't want to go and spray all over the place anymore. So you get gels that you can put down in a, in a cupboard, in a corner. They're non-toxic. They're non-volatile. 
to humans. So volatile means it doesn't give any fumes, so it doesn't spread all over the place. And the cockroach will get attracted to it. That roach will eat it and then... So it's, it's like poison for them. Yeah, they'll die. When the females eat it, what happens when a, a female roach eats any any sort of poison? As it dies, it lays its eggs. Boop. It doesn't matter. You could literally, I was talking about that stick, whack it on its head. It's stone dead. It still lays its eggs. Yeah. Now, the eggs hatch after a certain time. I think it's about 14 days or whatever it is. And so you haven't solved the problem by getting rid of the initial cockroach. So what happens is now those babies hatch and then they grow up. Now that gel that you leave there has a long life. So they go back and eat it. They'll they die, die before the, before they're adults. And then you break the cycle. Oh, so, so you shouldn't like call one to come take the croc, the eggs or cockroaches away. Well, you, well, you, they're, they're minute. And there are millions of cockroaches and millions of eggs. So it's easier just to break the cycle with that chemical. So it's basically like doom, like just like, uh, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it could be, uh, doom, yeah, that's a good plug for doom. But, um, yeah, the trouble with, with doom and that is it's just a one-off, you just wax it and, and then the, the doom doesn't kill the eggs, or those sprays don't kill the eggs, they don't get through that, the surface of the eggs, so the baby roach still hatches. In what different places have you found beehives? In the ground, oven. The, the bees do live in the ground. They, ter- uh, they live in, in holes in the ground. They live in, in caves where I found them. I found them in people's motor cars, <laughs> top of tower cranes in Santon, you know, when they're building those, right up at the top of those cranes and the drums. So that's, Indeed, quite, uh, that's quite hairy, yeah. <laughs> you have to climb all the way up, and it's pretty high up, yeah. <laughs> you've got to get them out, yeah, and you've got to get them out, so, yeah. But you can do it. Um, how do you remove beehives? Normally, the, uh, the the normal route for removing bees is you would you'd, you'd use a smoker to smoke them, but the smoker makes them more tranquil, more less less aggressive. And at that point, then once you give them a bit of smoke and that, they can start um, you can start working them. It's a it's a, it's a it's a manual thing. You literally have to brush them out or pick them out or whatever it is. You can smoke them out of a hole, and then you get them into a box and you take them away. Um, back to the, the question we just did. Mm. Um, have you, have like, cause you gave the example of a crane, I'm thinking, have you actually done it on a crane? Yeah. Yeah. You have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty high up. Those cars look quite small when it's, <laughs> and it, it's, it's, it's always looks sort of higher up when you're at the top, but the bottom it doesn't look so bad, you know. Like when you're on a plane, it's like, oh, I'm taller than that when you're on that. Yeah. No, 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 well, not that high, but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, where's the strangest place you would find a beehive? Like, like, what's the strangest place you've ever I found a beehive? Wow, really, it'd be quite difficult. I, cranes is one, obviously, um, but all over the place, in in walls, in houses, they they move in all over the place. You've got to be careful of of bees in the ground because often there's snakes that cohabitate with them, because it's nice and warm down there, and the snakes hang out with them. So, you've really oh. got to. You'll be careful there, but yeah, yeah, in the ground. Um, I'm just trying to think. I don't. I can't really. There are just so many weird places. You find them all over under containers, and I mean, the other day I got called out to a tire company because the bees had moved into tires in a truck. <laughs> and they couldn't unload the truck, so it was a bit of a problem. But we got them out. You know, it just takes time and patience. Do you have like any employees like who help you? No, you don't, you don't find too many people volunteering or even wanting to work with you. Bees are dangerous. And, yeah, no. <laughs> no. 
Like, are you allergic to bees? No. no. They, I still, they hurt and they sting and you they get a swell hurt. and, you know, you can stiff for a day or two. Can you tell how long a beehive has been there for? Yeah. Um, normally, if you if you look at a beehive and you look at the, the comb, the wax that the comb, the darker it gets, wax is normally fairly a creamy white when it starts off and then it gets goes to a yellow and eventually you get to a dark, dark brown, just about a black. And that's that's when the hive's been there a long time. And you often find them in in, in, in holes in trees and that sort of stuff. You know, that sort of stuff. Hopefully, um, like back to the previous question again, mm. hopefully you don't tell me, um, hopefully I don't remember this day when there's a beehive in my garden. <laughs> you said it was about a snake. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> they're not always there. And, and in the city, they're not that amount of snakes. But normally out in... In fields and stuff like that, they often live in old um, anthills and hedgehog, I mean not hedge, porcupine holes and stuff like that in fields. And they can be a problem because when the guys are plowing, they don't know the holes and the plow goes through and disrupts the hive, you know. Uh-huh. And that's very dangerous for the guy on the tractor. <laughs> <laughs> and especially because tractors can't go that fast. No, 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 no. Bees can. Yeah, so... The guy, inevitably the guy will leave the tractor and run because he can outrun his tractor. <laughs> or just bring a motor, or just have a motorcycle in handy. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't happen now. Yeah, okay, next. Where do you take the hive after it's been removed? Okay, small hives and that I, I like to release in green belt areas. There are lots of areas around the Yuxke River and there are areas sometimes on the ridge up there, small hives and stuff. Bigger hives I give to a friend of mine who then puts them into build bigger colonies and he puts them into beehives and he does pollination all through the area down to the low, low uh, felt and that. So he, like he takes, he takes the cone, makes honey with yeah. them with it. Yeah. When, when they're pollinating, they're not producing that amount of honey. It's, it's more to pollinate berries and that sort of stuff. So you get a good fruit set and you get a good yield. How long can bees live without a hive? Without a hive? Uh, okay. How long can a bee live? All right, the, the, the trouble with the bee is it doesn't carry any um, extra reserves, food sources. It only, the only fuel it has is what's in its stomach, and when that runs out, it dies. So it's got to get back to its hive quite regularly to refuel, you know. So five, six hours, seven hours. Can a bee live without a queen? The, the colony will, 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 will eventually die out because there's nobody laying eggs. So... What happens is a certain amount of bees die off every day in a colony, depending on the size will be the amount that die off. And that's through um, getting lost predators, you know, they're birds that eat wasps, all those sorts of things eat bees. So the number would die, and obviously they would die off with age as well. So eventually the swarm would die away. How long does it take for bees to make honeycomb? They get goods pretty quick. It's it's fairly quick. They start comb. You can get a nice little piece of comb, probably about uh, what's that, ten ten centimeters, in a, in a day or two, and then and then they build up from there. Because as as the new hive starts building up, obviously the queen's laying more eggs. She lays about two thousand eggs a day for, at maximum, and then okay. she's really producing. And she'll also just um, control what the sex of the bees are, whether they're worker bees or drones. Or a queen if she wants it. So, so a, bee, a queen would lay 14,000 eggs a week? A week, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's going, yeah. 
Why are people scared of bees? Why do they uh, want want their hives removed? I, I think mo- most most people today only want their hives removed if they feel they're a threat to themselves or their children or somebody in the area. Normally, if it's if it's a big property and the bees are right up in a tree or something and far away, it's not a problem. It's just when they're close by. And in the city, houses are close together, so it's a bit of a problem. Is it not better to keep them where they are? Ideally, yes. But, you know, if, they, if they're in your swimming pool pump motor, the housing where your swimming pool is, how do you get to your pool? You know, to <laughs> clean the filter, you can't. So often bees have to be removed just because it's, it's just too hazardous and... And they're preventing people from doing normal sort of daily stuff. Can you tell how long a beehive has been there? We haven't already asked that Yeah, we've done that one. That, that, that we can tell by the color of the combs. Huh? <laughs> or, or people who haven't been listening. Yeah, okay, and they that, can catch that, up on the, that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not going back to all the questions I've already done. I'm not going cool. backwards. Do all bees sting? Are we talking about honeybees? No. The drones don't sting, which are the males. Worker bees sting. The queen can sting, but she won't normally sting a human because she has a slightly different sting, and she only uses it for defending herself against another queen. She won't, she won't, other bees won't fight with her, they protect her. What's the difference between her sting and a normal bee sting? The, a normal bee sting has more barbs on it. If you know, like a little fish hook, those little barbs. Yeah. So when they go into um, something hard, like let's say human skin, they hook there. And when the bee tries to pull the sting out, the sting actually stays in place and it pulls out from the abdomen. And the bee will eventually die because now it's part of it's missing. The sting stays in there and the sting sac, the, the poison bag, stays there. And it's got a series of ganglion stuff. So the, the nerves will keep on pulsing, and it will keep on pumping poison into you. So the answer is just to take your thumb and run it across your skin using the nail. Don't try and squeeze the sting out. You just run it across your skin. So if you put your thumb against your skin now and just moved your thumb across towards where the sting would be, it hooks it and pulls it out. So you're not squeezing more poison in. Oh, so like, because you're yeah. squeezing it all. Yeah, if you, if, if you'll, you'll squeeze all the poison in, which is not a good idea. Hmm. And and a queen sting doesn't have all those barbs, so she can sting and pull a sting out, so she won't die. Oh. Uh, but how, like, could a queen be like like act like her sting is in so deep, no. like she can't pull up? No, no, no. It, first of all, it's it's highly unlikely a queen will sting anything where the sting would stay in. She's too valuable for that. And um, if if she did sting, her sting would come out. It does hasn't got all easily, those barbs. Easily. Like it's like like a needle, a doctor's needle. There are no bobs on it, thank heaven. I was thinking of that word. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking of that. Hypodermic needle. What is the bee sting made of? How can it push through the skin? It's 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 just a it's it's a hard sort of if you pick picture stuff that your fingernails made of, it's that sort of material, so it's that's what it is. It's just hard. Okay, on that note, now let's take a look. Let's take a song break. We'll be back soon. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 High FM. Can you just imagine? From Shubidu Shlomi. This is Hi Kids for Kids Bar Kids. My name is Jonathan Bricker and you're still listening to the Hi Kids Show on 101.9 High FM. I've come my, my in studio with me. If you have any questions for 
for for him, you can send you can send an SMS to three four five one nine or WhatsApp to O six one eight nine five one zero one nine. Now let's carry on with our questions. During the song break, Craig told me an interesting fact about bees. Can you please t- can you please tell it to the out to our listeners? Okay, what I was talking about, I was talking about when a a colony loses a queen, or the queen dies for some reason. The only bee in the world that can, the worker bee that can reproduce or produce an egg that can become a female, that can become a queen, is the Cape bee. That's the bee down in that western Cape area, Cape Town there. It's called Capensis. Um, the other bees, work, worker bees and queens are obviously all female and drones are male. The other bees can sometimes lay eggs, but they will only lay Eggs that are males or drones, so eventually the hive would die out. That's it. Do you have Do you have to wear anything to protect yourself from removing a beehive? Yeah, it's advisable to do that. Um, we normally wear a thing called a joggy, which is a, a veil which covers your face. It's a gauze, and then obviously padding, gloves, um, overalls, and that sort of stuff. Because bees can sting through material, or so you need to know, make sure it's quite thick and it's not too tightly fitting, then you'll be okay. So, like, if you wear, like, a bride's veil, could, like, and, like, a normal, like, long sleeve, like, long mm-hmm. sleeve and yeah. a jacket, like those cowboys, those are thick, yeah. like, on top and, like, very thick pants, would you, could you use, remove a glove yeah. like that? You, you probably could. It might be a bit risky, you know. I don't know where you're going to pr- find a bride's veil from because they don't often leave them lying around. But let's say that sort of material, yeah. And But you'd have to cover your whole self with it, your whole head and all that sort of stuff, and then make sure the bees can't climb in anyway because they like to do that. How many times have you been stung? Oh, I don't know. I really have no idea, you know. I Lots. <laughs> <laughs> but every sting's a sting, you know, and you try and avoid it because you never know when you're going to become allergic. Um, you know, you can be stung once. The first time you get stung, you, you'll never have a, an anaphylactic reaction to it. You would not. But then what happens? Your body develops an immune, um, defense to the, uh, to the bee venom. And the next time you get stung, you might be highly allergic, but not many people are. Yeah, I think it's about three in a thousand or something are really allergic to bee stings, so it's not high. Um, so let's say like a bee's been lying there for a, like a, a few hours. Mm-hmm. And you step step on us. How can you still be stung? Well, the bees the bees got to be alive to sting you. So no, I'm saying you step on a bee, like yeah, yeah. so so how? Well, I say the bees first of all got to be alive. So if you step on a dead bee, the chance of it stinging you is it, it can't work. Uh, first of all, that that hunt, that poison bag we spoke about earlier on the poison sack yeah. that won't pump because it's non-active anymore. And to actually force that little um, the actual sting into you. Very, very tricky. So when people say, I get, I got stung by a dead bee, no, they thought the bee was dead and it wasn't. I'm saying, like, how is it sore, though? Well, it's the poison that goes into you. So once, once the poison's in you, the body reacts to it and it swells or whatever it is. It normally swells from a reaction. Your body's immune system causes the swelling. Why are some people allergic to bee stings? Uh, I think we just crossed, uh, crossed over that a little bit or covered it just now. Um, it's because of your body's immune system. Some people's immune systems react differently, and they react more aggressively. So what can happen is um, a normal bee sting, it'll hurt. You get a red spot around there, and it might be itchy for a while. But some people, 
what happens is the whole body reacts and they go into anaphylactic shock and their throat actually is, the, the starts closing and they, they can suffocate themselves and die. But it's, it's very, very rare. What is the difference between a honeybee and a bumblebee? Okay, a honeybee is a social bee. In other words, they live in big communities. You can get a bee community of, let's say, 60,000 bees. Um, bumblebees, we don't really, we call them bumblebees here, yeah, but they're carpenter bees, bumblebees in the northern hemisphere. But because we come from there originally, so we call them, but they look very similar. They're solitary bees or bees that live in small communities, maybe two, three. And um, they will bring food back and feed their their grubs, their babies as they go, whereas um, honeybees are, are social, so they have different roles and that sort of stuff. So our next question, what is grub? And you just explained it. So okay. A grub, a grub's, the, the queen lays an egg. The egg hatches, becomes a grub. The grub gets fed by the worker bees that are feeding them there. And then we'll cl- close it up. It'll become a pupa and then hatch out as a bee. How do you know which bee is a worker bee and, and a, or another kind of bee? Um, that's a tricky one. <laughs> okay. Um, worker bees is, is, is a general term for all, all female bees in a, in a colony, but they have different job allocations as through their life. So they'll get, they'll become nurse bees where they look after the, 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 the grubs and that sort of stuff. And then they become cleaner bees. And eventually from there, they become protector bees. So they're the bees that'll be hanging around the front of the hive to make sure no predators get in. And then after that, they will become bees that go out and collect and do that sort of stuff. Can it be like sting a snake? Would it do anything to it? If it sting can get through and enough of them, I'm, I'm sure it, it, it could because that venom's strong. I mean, it takes, I'm just trying to think, a 60-pound person, it would probably take about 120, maybe 200 bee stings to kill that person. So I'm sure it could kill a snake. Like one bee sting could? No. How no. much? No, I, d- I don't know. It depends on the size of the snake. But honey badgers, again, can get stung by, by bees, and they will, they will pass out. It's the, they're, they're stung so badly that they're literally toxic, and they'll just <laughs> go and lie down and sleep, and their body will just clean out all that venom, and they'll go back again. You know, they've, they've, There's stuff on YouTube and stuff watching them. It's amazing. Why do bees buzz? Okay. Obviously, it's a noise they make when they're flying. But they, they do generate different sounds. Uh, when they're anxious in a hive, they feel threatened. They'll emit certain sounds and they use their wings for that. And they also use their, their wings just to, just to communicate certain things like distances and when they're migrating and that sort of stuff. Do bees seriously migrate? Yeah. Oh, isn't that when they move like? Yeah, from one place to another. They don't emigrate. They don't go to Australia or anything. But, um, yeah, they, 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 they do migrate from one spot. What happens is a colony will build up. It'll get to a point where it is too big for that area. So the queen will lay and lay eggs that become queens. It's the same egg. It's just fed differently. And that the new queen stays behind. The old queen, once that egg's about ready to hatch, the queen's about ready to come out, she will leave with some of the hive. Normally about half of the swarm goes with her, and they do a migratory flight, and then they move off, and they'll go and find somewhere else to stay. But why are they fed differently? Well, the queen and that. Um, because you want the, the queen to be a fertile worker, a female, as opposed to a worker which, who's infertile, she needs to have um, different um, different foods and stuff like that. So she'll get more proteins and all that sort of stuff. So she grows differently.
Do you, do they do they both at the same time when they are, when they're flying together? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> it just sounds the same to me. Is it true that bees are disappearing in the world? They have been for a while, yeah. Um, in certain parts of the world, bee populations have been dying off. Um, wow. They're not, they're not quite sure. They have, they have things like colony collapse disorder, which is a. Um, they're not quite sure it causes. I mean, the American beekeepers lost a fortune's worth of bees. They go to their hives and there'd be just no bees. The bees all absconded and died in that. They're not quite sure why. In Europe, they're coming right again. Because they've changed the um, insecticides and pesticides they use in the field. So things are looking up in Europe. And what would would happen if bees were to disappear? I don't know. You know, man is quite ingenious, so we'd probably try and find some other way to do it. Um, But bees are are vital for pollinating and for food production, so we'd have a problem with, with food, yeah. We... We also we are, we are busy as a bee. Just wondering, do bees sleep or do they not rest at all? Bees do sleep. Yeah, they 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 go into a sleep sort of state, you know. Um, and then sometimes bees are even spotted sleeping on flowers. So I've seen pictures of bees actually fast asleep on a flower because they're just too tired to carry on for a bit. So they just go to sleep on the flower. So they're like like lying down. Yeah, it's kind of your body. L- little zeds, little zeds coming out of them. Yeah. <laughs> Snoring happily. <laughs> Do you hear the snore? <laughs> I don't have bees snore. Are you sure? Yeah, okay. That's a fact we should look up. Yeah, yeah we'll have to look that up. We could yeah. ask that to be snore. Yeah. We could ask that as a, as a general knowledge question. How does the pollen or nectar the bees collect turn into honey? Okay, the, the, the nectar is sucked up into something called a honey stomach. And there it gets an enzyme, and then when they get back to the hive, they regurgitate it, and they put it into a little cell, a wax cell. And there it's very runny still, so then it gets concentrated by bees flapping over it. So it just gets made thicker, concentrated by evaporation. And pollen is collected on their legs. They've got little hooks and stuff that they they collect the pollen on. What is enzyme? What's enzyme? I don't know. What would that be? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm no. asking you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What other things can bees make besides honey? Bees bees produce um, honey. Obviously, they bring back pollen to the hive. They make stuff called propolis, which is made from the sap of leaves and gum of trees and stuff. And it's mixed with a bit of wax. And it's quite a dark color. And it's used quite often in sort of homeopathic medicines as for sore throats and that sort of stuff. Does the queen eat a lot to lay eggs? I've, I've, I really don't know how much she consumes, but I'm sure she must do because she's producing a lot of eggs, which take energy, which take food, yeah. How, how long does it take for a bee to, like, how long does it take for the queen bee to make an egg? I don't know. If she's making, if, if she's, if she's can pop out 2,000 a day, I'm sure it's pretty rapid, huh? Like at a time, like how much? It's seconds. She just pops them out. She's got a bag and she just produces eggs all the time. How long does a bee live for? Bees normally live in, in, in a busy season. They can live for 35, 40 days. But I mean, they found bees that have been alive after a year in a, in a colony. So, 
it's a, it's it's once again one of those things that depends on what happens to be they can survive they don't get eaten they don't get sick but yeah they normally about 40 45 days do bees recognize their hives they 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 know where their hives are off. they have like a, a gps system which they use with the sun so they will know exactly where their hive is once they get to their hive they will pick up the pheromone which is a smell of of their queen and they will know it's their hive or not. A bee trying to enter a hive that is from another hive, the other bees will immediately smell it's not from there and they will not allow it in. What will they do? How will how they how Well, if, not, if how it tries it? to get in, they will kill it. How? Well, sting it to death or, or ball it. What does ball mean? Um, they will all clump, cluster around that bee or wasp or whatever is trying to get in and then they, vib- they all vibrate and they generate heat and they literally cook it. <laughs> so, so things like wasps and, and bee wasps and things like that and hornets that raid beehives, the bees will attack them. Some of those bees will die while doing it, but they will literally put a ball around that thing and then they will make it so hot inside that the, the, the invading insect just dies. So they like huddle. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a, a big ball, yeah. What is the best part of your job? Probably the people I meet. I know it sounds strange. <laughs> yeah, because you you meet you know lots and lots of different people, interesting people, and that sort of stuff. Obviously, working with bees, but that I enjoy. But it's I think for me it's more the most of the time it's the people I meet. This has been Harkis, four kids, Barkis. My name is Jonathan Bricker, and I am ten years old. Thank you to my guest Carl Meyer for coming. Only a pleasure. For coming in, Clark Kids, and thank you to my producer Mandy and Craig for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another for another Clark Kids show only on one one point nine FM. Goodbye, kids.